Hi everyone, it's Leela here with another Bible study at One Love Live at Love Walk, and I want to thank you for tuning in. Um, as you know, we come together to read in the Word of God so that we can um, learn the Word of God and apply it and learn the purpose of our life. And so what we're going to talk about today is something that we don't really talk about much, um, I think, in terms of church. Whenever I go to church, and I don't know where you've been going to church, but I've been to churches a lot of places, and I know that a church has a tendency to talk about forgiveness a lot forgive 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 and i think that's only a very small tiny portion of the equation is the forgiveness part now it's a big part because it's important christ forgave us god forgave us and so he gives us this wonderful magnanimous this wonderful gift of you know christ and you know forgiveness but i think there's a very important part of this equation which is making things right with people that you've wronged or you've done something to and that is where i want to go today because in all truth that's actually where all of us really stand to be honest you know yes we're all going to have times where we're going to uh, need to forgive people but in terms of being a believer, in terms of our relationship with Christ, we're actually the offenders. <laughs> so, and nine times out of 10, you're going to offend again. I can guess you're going to offend today or either tomorrow, and I will be absolutely 100% right. And that is because we're human. So we don't struggle. I mean, yes, sometimes we struggle with forgiveness. The struggle really for us is not in terms of forgiveness, it's in terms of doing what is right because we live in sinful flesh, right? So let's, you know, let's just be honest about who we are okay we're imperfect humans and so what we'll need more more than not is to actually know what it means to seek forgiveness rather than just to forgive okay if I can and I'm not saying that you're not going to have time because we live in a sinful world so people are always going to be you know finding ways to do things that you know sort of irk you even if they're not trying to um so let's go ahead and jump into today's bible study we're going to be reading in Leviticus chapter 6 we're going to read verse 2 to 7 I think there's some really great key points in here that'll help us if you're a human being living in the world, if you're a Christian, a believer living in the world, you're going to need to know how to seek forgiveness from others and how to make things right. So let's read. If a soul sin and committed trespass against the Lord and he lie unto his neighbor in that which was delivered him to keep or in fellowship or in a thing taken away by violence or have deceived his neighbor, or have found that which was lost, and lies concerning it, and swears falsely in any of all these that a man does, sinning therein. Then it shall be, because he have sinned, and is guilty, that he shall restore that which he took violently away, or the thing which he have deceitfully gotten, or that which is delivered him to keep, or the lost thing which he found, all that about which he hath sworn falsely, he shall even restore it in the principle, and shall add the fifth part more thereto, and give it unto him to whom it appertaineth in the day of his trespass offering. And he shall bring his trespass offering unto the Lord, a ram without blemish or of the flock, with the estimation for a trespass offering unto the priest and the priest shall make an atonement for him before the lord and it shall be forgiven him for any thing of all that he has done in trespassing therein 
that was a mouthful. Um, but that's Leviticus chapter 6, verse 2 and 7. And I want you to take a moment to really read that and let that sort of soak in. This is someone who has committed a trespass, okay? And so it's teaching us how to atone, how to give back, how to make things good with people. And I think that's a really important part of what we must learn to do as believers. A lot of times we're just like, oh Lord, forgive me. And we're off to the next thing. Well, there's a very important responsibility we have as believers and as people in terms of making things right with the people that we offend or that we hurt. And so these two things are really important. The first thing is we restore. That's an important thing. You're going to have to restore. If you do anything, you you can restore. It's possible to restore. And it says to add a fifth more. The second thing is going to God and, of course, a blood ram sacrifice. Now, obviously, you know, you know, you don't have to do that today. But we're going to break this down into what we do as believers today where you aren't going to go and, you know, get a blood ram sacrifice and go to the priest because we know now we are a royal priesthood. So what we're going to learn is the principles from this, okay? It's not enough to ask God for an apolo- a forgiveness, okay? It's not enough just to restore what you took plus one-fifth. So that's not enough. God requires responsibility to God and mankind. And that's what we see in that verse in Leviticus. It's teaching us that, and and that's what, remember, that's what the law is. The law is a tutor. The Bible says that specifically. So we're learning what it means to love through the law, through the command of God. And this is what it means to love. It means to make things right with man, and it means to make things right with God two things, right with man and right with God. And when we sin, we break God's law and a law against our brother. And the Bible teaches that even sexual sin is also a sin against yourself. So let's say you committed some kind of sexual sin. You didn't just commit a sin against your brother, the person you committed it with, you didn't just commit a sin against God who says you're you know, not supposed to have this particular sexual sin. You also sinned against yourself. So there's a third element there. So it's important. The only reason I'm bringing this up is because I want you to remember that in that third sin, if you do anything that's a sexual sin, you also have to think about yourself as well. You've also committed a sin against yourself. Um, so in most cases, you've committed a sin against God and a, a sin against your brother. But if it's a sexual sin, you've committed also a sin against yourself. So we have to restore in two areas. Both of those have to restore the relationship. You need both of those in order to restore the relationship or to get back into right standing. You know, and we have to go to our wrong brother and restore whatever it is that, you know, was taken plus a fifth more. And so we have to see how this fits in our everyday life. How would you restore? How would you, you know, make things right with your brother, make things right with God? So thankfully, Christ has become that ram. 
that lamb offering for our gift to God to restore relationship with him so we can be assured of forgiveness from God. That's wonderful. You know, God will forgive us, you know, and that is important. But forgiveness alone does not restore the relationship. I think this is really important because in the church, you know, I won't say in the church, but a lot of times in church settings, we are often overly urged to forgive, 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 as though that's going to restore the relationship when it takes several steps more than that in order for a relationship to be restored, you know? And the Bible teaches us this just in the way that we receive Christ. We know this because God has forgiven the world through the sacrifice of his sin, yet only a few are going to actually receive it. So what that means is forgiveness isn't the big part. I mean, it's a huge part of it, right? But there's more that needs to be done than just forgiveness. See, the Bible says that Christ, that God would, that no one should perish and that it is a free gift of eternal life. So he's, he's forgiven you and he's doing something really great for you, but there has to be a level on the part of the offender. There has to be some steps on the part of the offender in order for relationship to be restored in order for you to receive that gift of life. When people are unwilling to restore to God or man, it means the relationship cannot be restored. It's just that simple. The person's heart is not repentant if they are not willing to restore to God and man. This isn't just one thing, okay? They have to restore to God and man. The person's heart is not repentant. If you find hesitancy in any area for an offender, it means they are not actually penitent. And this is something I think we miss. And no matter how much forgiveness goes on, the relationship cannot be restored. Restoration comes, it's a two-way street. And we've learned about this. We've talked about forgiveness before, but this is a practical step for you to understand what that means. Many people take back the offender when the requirements of restoration have not been met. And this is something if, let's say, you forgave someone, you need to know that they are restoring and that they are seeking to be right with you and God. This is so important. But a lot of times, you know, those requirements aren't met. If, let's say, the person restores to you but not God, all is not met. And problems are likely to crop up in the future. And then when we restore to God, we acknowledge a moral law, which strengthens our character. And that moral law is God's law. You know, it's not just some arbitrary law. You're actually saying, God, I understand that what it is that I did, even if I did it to this person, that it broke your law. So that strengthens who you are as a believer and your character. So when we only restore to mankind and not God, we miss that part. And when we only restore to God and not mankind, we show our unwillingness to be in right relationship with God's humanity. And that's just the bottom line. You have to be willing to get right. That's why the Lord says that you have to repent of your sins. That means turn away from them. Okay. You can accept there's lots of people who believe in God, but not everybody's turned away from their sin. The Bible says that the demons believe, (laughs) but, but that doesn't mean that they're actually following his law. There are plenty of people who believe in God, who believe he's real. Okay. But that doesn't mean that they've changed anything, that they've turned, that they've acknowledged his law in terms of living it, that they've repented. 
that they're going to live a different kind of life. So it's important to understand that just because you think there's a God or just because the person thinks they're a God, if they haven't made themselves right with him, that really doesn't matter. And so as a believer, this law of love should be written on your heart. So this isn't about, you know, following strict rules, go get a bullock and, you know, make sure you restore a fifth more back, you know, restore the principle and a fifth more God might, you know, put on your heart to restore not only the principle, but two times, three times as much as what you took or what you did wrong. The important thing is that your heart, it's your heart. That's what is changing. What is compelling you to say, you know what? I did this thing, but let me add more to it. Back in the Bible days, they had to have a literal prescriptive law to do it. But the law that is written on our heart is much greater than that. So both should be done. And so the will to kind of do that is really what's going to strengthen your relationship with man and with God. And another very important aspect of making things right with God and man is the often overlooked component of guilt and consequence. And that's something that we're going to look at in another study. And I think sometimes it is guilt and consequence that often makes people not try to make things right with the people that they've offended. And with God, they feel like what they've done is too terrible or it can't be righted. And the Bible is specifically telling us, yes, it can be. Yes, it can be. Christ literally died on the cross to let you know all can be forgiven. And so that then leaves the burden on us to accept it, to do the necessary things like repentance in order to be able to receive that absolutely free gift. So we'll have a conversation about um, guilt and of course consequence, you know, maybe at a different time. But what I wanted to talk about today was the importance of the other side of the coin. I think we over talk about what it means to forgive people when we really need to talk about what it means. Um, I won't say we really need to talk about it, but I'll say equally. There's an equal um, impetus or equal weight in terms of knowing what to do to seek forgiveness and to make things right, to restore relationships. And that's really what you want to do is restore relationships. So let's say a relationship was broken because you did something that offended someone or hurt someone's feelings. Maybe you said something really bad and nasty. It's important to go back to that person and tell them that you're sorry. It's important to ask for forgiveness from God. It's important to restore to that person what they lost. And you can't restore self-esteem. You can't say, you know, I said that miserable thing to you. And so here's a cup of self-esteem, drink it, you'll be fine tomorrow. We can't do that kind of thing. But what we can say is the truth. You know, I said that in anger. That's really not true what I said. You're actually this. You're actually that. I actually appreciate you. I believe in you. I, you know, making things right, you know, buy them a milkshake, take them out to dinner, you know, sing them a song. And I'm just saying these different things, but whatever God puts in your heart to make things right, it's important to do it. And so I want to encourage you in all your relationships, if you make a mistake, if you say something, if you've done something wrong, make it right. And let me tell you, I have done this with people that I have loved and I have done this 10, 20, many years 
after the fact, when I realized, hey, that wasn't right. Let me get this right. And let me tell you, every single time that I have gone back and sought to make things good between me and someone else to be right by them and to be right also by God, it has strengthened the relationship and made things better. And so I want to encourage you to definitely go back and make things good with whomever you may have fallen out with or whomever you may have hurt in whatever kind of way. If you stole, if you took something, they didn't even know you took it. Go and bring it back to them. Add a little bit more to it and take them out to dinner. You know, they may, you can't, you know, determine how they will respond to it, but you can determine that you will do it. And the final thing I'll say on this matter of making things good with people um, is that, you know, sometimes, you know, it begins with a conversation with God. It begins with making things right with God. And I can say in every instance where almost every instance where I've gone back and said, you know what, hey, I'm sorry I did this thing. It was because God, I was, I was trying to make myself right before God. That's why I say it's so important to... Um, make the people that you surround yourself with people who really truly believe in God because you can be safe with them. They'll come back again and they'll say sorry. They'll make things right. And I know that from my own experience, how God will just, you know, touch my soul and say, go back and say sorry to that person. Go back and make that right. Go back and change that. And I have apologized to people, family members, all kinds of people in my life years after the fact. And they're like, oh, I wasn't even thinking about it. I didn't even know. I did It doesn't matter. It's about getting things right, making things good. I pray that this blesses you and I hope that it restores your relationship with someone that you love. God bless you. Bye.